Michael and Heifert present This Week in Horror. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Ifrit. And I'm Sickle, and we're Sickle and Ifrit. We're the Unhallowed Reviewers. And, uh, I don't know. I'm, a li- I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little depressed. It's November. Um, the, the, you know, our, our horror month of the year is officially over. Um, I, you know, the good the festivals are all passed heart. up. So, yeah, be a I mean, if you just live, live, live the life. But I have to try harder, and it's, you know, uh, I, you know, I just need some help. You know, we just gotta like, uh, just distract me with, with the, with the, you know, the year-round stuff that's on its way and <laughs> coming out. Yeah. I, it's hard to keep track of now, too, because a lot of movies slip under your radar because uh, they're coming out digitally or, I don't know, it's just harder to keep track or of. Or not me. coming out digitally. Oh, man. Antlers. I'm upset about Go that one. Go yourself, man. I'm so frustrated. Yeah. I was telling uh, Sickle the other day, I'm having trouble not judging a movie for its inability to release not in theaters. And I, I, get, I also get it, though. Like, you want to make your money back, uh, but I also want to see your movie. So um, if you're not going to let me see it, then why would I pay for it? And I'm not comfortable going to a theater yet because I'm already a homebody. Yep. And, uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> I don't need to talk about that. Let's talk about uh, some some horror stuff. Some horrible stuff. Uh, you horrible. have a big old paragraph on here. I imagine that you'd like to dig into. <laughs> I would love to. So, uh, Neil Marshall, uh, who is the director of Dog Soldiers, but more uh, famously The Descent, um is uh, directing a new movie called The Lair. Um, and uh, I'm, I am I always, like, I'm really lazy with my synopsis uh, summaring, summarizing um, for our notes for our podcast. Uh, so this is probably not terribly accurate to what the actual movie's about, but supposedly it's about a downed pilot that, like, I guess crashes into this, like, secret base or something that's got these, like, mutant biological weapons that's the way it describes it so obviously i'm reading that as some type of like mutated monster things um and the pilot escapes but then somehow accidentally brings them back to the u.s i i don't know that's a little confusing to me um the synopsis was kind of i don't i, I it's it's one of those things where i feel like it's going to take just based on the synopsis it's going to take a lot of disbelief on like how all of this is happening uh, it sounds way cheesier than some of the other stuff I've seen of Neil Marshall's, in my opinion. But um, it also does sound awesome. Like it I sounds like it'll be a lot of fun. Movie on the internet. So, are you sure you didn't just dream it up in a fever dream? Oh man, I hope not. <laughs> that would be really sad. Yeah, well, maybe, but Neil, maybe Marshall, Neil Marshall should get on this if that's actually like you know. Well, supposedly this like all of this news is coming from him, from his mouth, oh, okay. uh, because he said that he's going like his big thing that he's professing with this is like he's going back to his roots in regards to like dog soldiers and the descent of just like you know no, i see it now i just i had to i had to google better yeah it's it's supposed to be like like crazy creature practical effects work and stuff and we've had that promised a lot in the past but i feel like his filmography backs it up because dog soldiers and uh the descent were heavy on practical effects work and like using actual people uh for the creatures and stuff and so i i think that 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 like there's some there's some substance to his to the promise and 
he also said that he's kind of like going in the vein of like aliens and the thing and predator which makes sense uh, the thing less so but with like predator and aliens very like um action horror oriented mm-hmm. stuff um and so i'm i don't know i'm pretty excited for it i think it could be a lot of fun yeah sounds fun to me i mean i i don't hate either of those movies in fact i want to go back and watch dog soldiers again because i didn't see it for i haven't seen it for a long time and the descent's pretty pretty good movie i mean people that I, I people who don't like the descent i feel just don't really like monster movies that much you know yeah i i feel like the only person i've really run into that didn't like it was final girl but yeah. that's okay i you know not it doesn't have to be for everybody yeah, and then one last little tidbit side uh neil marshall did say that he is going to eventually work on a dog soldiers too no i heard fun. about that or a remake one of those two things but that's actually cool again like yeah we're gonna talk about a movie later today probably uh, if we have time that um is about werewolves and uh <laughs> we'll talk about it later in the show okay. <laughs> one other so this isn't quite a news thing but i've been playing a lot of this video game lately called phantasmophobia and uh it is have you heard of this game at all I have not. No, please tell me more. Phantasmophobia is a cooperative game where you're playing a group of paranormal investigators trying to uh, find uh, like ghosts and jinn and oni and things like that inside of a, a house. Like there's a house that's haunted, and you're trying to find out what's haunting the house, right? And you do that via like EMF detectors and temperature thermometer and thermometers and you know crucifixes and ghost writing books and all this stuff. Right? You have all these implements, and they give you clues at what the ghost is so you go into this house with one two or zero to four three of your friends and go ghost hunting basically right and it's scary as all shit um the ghosts will hunt you and potentially kill you um but you can capture pictures of them and get more money and the more money you get the more stuff you can buy to help your hunts later right like uh but there's like this game is multifaceted in my opinion first of all it's cooperative uh, cooperative horror games are not very common, and the ones that are aren't very scary, in my opinion. And this one is actually pretty terrifying, because uh, you'll be in a room like alone in the dark trying to coax the ghost out, and they'll start like grudge growling at you, like Aah! or like pop out in front of you, or so it's it's pretty cool. Uh, so th- there's that. There's there's kind of like really cool mechanical ghost hunting part where you're like all trying to figure out what the clues are to make the ghost to figure out what ghost it is. That way you can figure out like you know the various things about it and then there's like the the ghost hunting part where you're like trying to coax it out to get a picture to get more money but trying to have it not kill you and i don't know it's pretty sweet and if you haven't played phantasmophobia i highly suggest it if you like being scared and you're into cooperative games and it makes it a little bit more bearable as a, as a horror game because one of the things i found is that horror games are really hard to play when you're on your own um yes because it's really hard to have be under that stress for so long without anybody to like catharticize with right um, two people are in the same room and both get scared by ghosts. Like You're like, oh my god, that was scary, right? You know, sickle? And you're like, yeah, it was scary. <laughs> well, you have that experience together. But by yourself, you're like playing Dead Space and it's just like constant scare after scare after scare and you have to be the one to push yourself forward and forward. And that's good for some times, but not all the time. So if you haven't heard of Phantasmophobia, check it out. Super cheap on Steam. Uh, it's a really good experience and they're constantly... And it's, in, it's in early release, so there's some bugs, but it's constantly getting stuff pushed out. They did just a whole other ween patch where they added more ghosts and stuff. It's pretty cool. I know the price is, uh, is you know, in, I'm sure it'll be in flex, but is it like 5, 10, 20 right now? It's like 15, I think. Last 15? Time I okay. That's cool. 
Yeah, and like so, yeah, how you like level up, you start to it, get more and more. Um, it's thirteen ninety nine on Steam, but as you level up, you start to get more and more locations locked. You start off in houses, then you go to like cabins, and then you go to like old abandoned schools, and then the biggest map right now is called an asylum, and you have to go in an asylum, and there's like thirty rooms you have to check out and stuff, and yeah, it's interesting. That's awesome. It sounds really interesting. I um the uh, I I mean I agree that there aren't a ton of them out there, but there are two that come to mind. Obviously, left the Left for Dead series. And then, uh, what was the one where it is, was it just called Friday the 13th? Yeah, that one, that one and Dead by Daylight are similar, but they're not fully cooperative. They're like semi-cooperative. So like, yeah, it's almost like, what was that one where you, what was that one, Evolve? Yeah. Where it was kind of like that, right? Evolve, Where like there's some co-op, but. There's asymmetric play and then there's semi-cooperative asymmetric play and that's a whole other podcast, but basically Evolve was asymmetric (laughs) play where it was one versus three and the Friday the 13th game at least i don't know dead by daylight but friday the 13th was asymmetric semi-cooperative where you don't have to survive as a group to win you just have to survive but sometimes it's easier surviving together but you're still all fighting a player who's playing jason so like you could like you know hamstring someone or get someone trapped in a room and then jason kills them like the player playing jason will kill them over you so like it's not you don't all have to win to win that game (laughs) Okay, so obviously um, the most popular co-op horror game is Left 4 Dead. So how would it compare to Left 4 Dead for you? It's not. I never curious. play Left 4 Dead a lot because it's it's just not really like a horror game. That, I mean, it's horror. Don't get me wrong. Like, but it's not the kind of horror that really is scary. Scary. It's like more like jump scary because you're like, oh crap, there's a witch right there, or I can hear the boomer coming. An action horror. It's yeah. it's more action horror. And like after you've played it, pay, played through it a couple to, times, to feel anything. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. Like, and it's it's cool, but um, I never got into it a lot because uh, it just wasn't a game that everyone else who was playing it with was already really good at it, and it's hard to play with those people because <laughs> they're just like, oh, you just died, now you have to wait. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, I'm going to go play something else. Oh, see, I would just, I, I just played it like, um, like when, when I was playing with people like that, uh, I would just make them play with like a handicap by like me really sucking on purpose. Like I would always go yeah, and make up the witch, so I'd like make it. it I'd make like, it hard mode for them. That's not really cooperative, so I feel like it's just <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but so it's it's. I think it's a very fun game if you have a PC, and you can do it in VR too if you're crazy. No, I'm not. I'm not that crazy. And it's, but it's only on PC. I don't think it's on any other system, so you have to have a PC to play. All right. Well, it yeah, sounds fun. It is. It's super fun. I've been playing it a lot. Uh, it's really really good game. Um, let's talk about our trailers that we have today. Uh, so the first trailer is a movie. Did you get to watch this one? Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, it's basically like what... So, I don't know what's going on, but for the love of Pete, Five Nights at Freddy's seems like it's never going to get a movie made. And maybe that's for the best, who knows, because um, those games are pretty scary, but they're also, like, very stylistic. Like, they're scary because of what you're doing in the game, right? I don't know how they yeah. would make a good horror movie off that, but they probably could do if they threw a bunch of money into it. We did have the Banana Splits movie, which I didn't think was terrible, but it was pretty cheesy. Um, which was kind of like a Five Nights at Freddy's movie, but not really. But now we have yeah. Nicolas Cage's take on a Five Nights at Freddy's movie with Willy's Wonderland. Uh, so you want to maybe elaborate on that? Because <laughs> uh, I mean, what are your thoughts? like the right right now, it's um, it, it's I think what they've released is like more like a teaser, mm-hmm. so. It just kind of gives you, like, flashes of what it is. Um, <laughs> um, metaphorical and literal flashes, uh, apparently. Yeah. If you remember the trailer. And it looks like it is trying to go as 80s as possible. And 
I feel like I, I just this thought just popped into my head, Ifrit, and I don't know how you feel, but I, um, I feel like at one point over the past decade or so, everybody, it like it was really exciting for me to hear about a movie trying to pull magic from the eighties, and now at this point I'm kind of like, but you, like I, I've I'm jaded by this promise because so few have actually succeeded in grabbing the magic from the 80s. Um, and so, like, everybody keeps trying to do it, but they're not able, they're not succeeding. And I feel like, I mean, Nicolas Cage, Color Out of Space, he was able to capture some of that. And so I guess if anybody can do it, it'd be him, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess that, like, I have faith in Nicolas Cage being able to get that wackiness right. Um, for that particular style of 80s horror movie, there are, there are a handful of styles from the 80s. And, and I, I mean, I do agree. I think that, like, the 60s, some, like, late 60s to, you know, mid to late 80s is, like, my jam for horror. Like, I, I, I mean, that is where I, I generally live. That's my wheelhouse. Uh, but that isn't to say I don't love a ton of movies horror movies from the 90s and 2000s. Um, but I do get it, like, trying to go back and capture it, and everybody keeps going back to try, because I feel like a I lot mean, of people realize that. I a pretty interesting film, right? Like, Yeah, yeah, I feel I feel like it went even older than the 80s. I think it went, like, like almost like late 70s mm-hmm. um, with its with its approach. Like, that kind of, like, late 70s grindhouse. Um, and, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that there have been successes, it's just that uh, I feel like maybe some people are just slapping that label on their movie and they're half-heartedly trying. Is that what you feel like this um, I don't know. I, I mean, I may be jumping the gun on that. Um, I It's hard to tell from such a small teaser, like, where exactly it's going. Um, but it definitely... The teaser definitely, to me, felt like it's, like, kind of some quick pandering to that audience. It's just like, hey, just so you know, there's going to be boobs and blood and, and monsters. Like, that, like, just to, you know, just to let you know. I mean, honestly, though, like, Nicolas Cage horror movies are a thing. Like, I mean, not even if it's, like, even if it's, like, slightly horror, you still have, like, things like Ghost Rider. Like, Ghost Rider, the second Ghost Rider movie... I love the second one. It's my favorite. It's, like, my one favorite superhero movies, like, next to The Punisher and stuff like that, you know? Like, the Thomas Jane Punisher movie. Uh, and then you have Drive Angry, which is kind of crazy. Uh, I mean, that movie's nuts, and it's definitely, like, a horror film. It's, like, literally talking about devils and stuff like that, and he comes back from hell. Um, I actually kind of liked Drive Angry. I love Drive Angry. It's it's great. (laughs) Like, it's a really underrated movie. And then you have, like, you know, Mandy and Color Out of Space. Like, if Nicolas Cage is in it and it's a horror movie, I'm probably going to enjoy it. Like, even if they are pandering to a certain, like, like style of movie. Because, like, I mean, he obviously, I mean, he doesn't really... I don't know, maybe this isn't true. I feel like he picks projects he really care he cares about, but like only in so much that he knows that he can do well in those movies or he fits that mold of that movie, you know. Like he cares yeah. about it but also is like typecasted, but he cares about the typecasting, I guess. I mean, I could be wrong. This is like the most major of ex- of speculation that I have n- I'm basing this on absolutely nothing. But I could see that like because I mean, I'd heard um, a long time ago that he was in some kind of like financial dire straits and he wasn't getting the big blockbuster deals anymore. But that was like the and next. So he was just, that was like next and all that stuff, right? Like that was when that. Yeah, that the, I mean, like it was it was some garbage back in the day. But I I, I mean, like I just had heard that, mm-hmm. and that he was kind of just taking whatever anybody would give him. But I I feel like at this point I think he's kind of embraced it, 
maybe and maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong maybe he still hates it or, or maybe he never hated it but i just mean like maybe he's like he still wishes that he was in like the you know the big summertime blockbusters but like I can't to me i've got this like feeling like that he's like embracing it that like i can't yeah. imagine you do a movie like mandy because you because you wanted money like you know yeah it's not yeah. like they're yeah, not like sure. taking you bowl movies and making them like to make money he's like i think he's choosing anyway we spent a long time on that but you know, well he's had a weird career yeah, i mean like it, it, i'm just well i'm sorry now i'm stuck on it but like if he'd had like a um like it, it'd be interesting like if he if his path just continues down this like it's been like going he, this direction I mean, for a while now the richard stanley is supposed to, I, there's supposed to be a lovecraft first there and i would love that like if he's in that again as like a separate character or something i mean i wouldn't hate that like no not at all that'd be awesome yeah and it, it's just like it, like but for him to keep keep heading on that path it would be a really weird career path like looking at his the entirety of his career because i can't think of an actor that went from big blockbusters and the big movies to like b movie horror for like their career but not horror John and like crap action but not horror just crap movies well yeah that's happened to quite a few people that's fair. but i mean like to go into the horror genre well, that's what I'm like saying. usually like, I that's your i don't think he's like striving for money anymore it feels like he's making conscious choices to be in a genre because he knows he can be good in it because people think he's crazy like yeah he's no, like I think a crazy guy <laughs> yeah all right. And I feel terrible about this, but I don't think we actually even explained what the movie's about other than we mentioned it was like banana splits. But, but I guess that's close know. enough. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's all we know. know. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. All uh, right. All right. <laughs> this next movie is weirder. It kind of feels like a like a Nicolas Cage version of, of Velvet Buzzsaw. Uh, kind of. And by Nicolas Cage version, I mean like, you know, a movie that is kind of a little bit over the top and wacky and fun. But like, because Velvet yes. Buzzsaw was really artsy but it was still commenting on the art scene and that was kind of like its premise was like the comment on the art scene commenting on the art scene i guess i don't know i'm not the art yeah. scene. who knows but beast mode is like a movie commenting on the hollywood scene but also doing really crazy things with practical effect monsters apparently <laughs> uh, yeah um i don't know what to think i guess that like part of me was I don't know, hoping for a little bit more, I guess, from the trailer. It's got this... Um, the trailer's very disjointed, you know, really... by the way. Like, the first, again, I'll say this about the two that I saw. What lies below that no one can talk next isn't so much. But this Beast Mode trailer is like a certain trailer for the first 30 seconds to a minute, and then a completely different trailer for the rest of it. So you're like, what the way? what's happening? What's going on? Now there's a random thing happening, and now there's monsters, and you're like, what is happening in this trailer? Yes, and like super obscure reference here, but um, it's, it's the only thing I remember him from. The... Or no, he's in two movies that I can recall. So the the main actor in this is the oldest, the eldest son from Independence yep, Day. Yep. For Dan, for Danny Quaid, or not Danny? I know you're talking What's about, his first name? Not Dennis Quaid. It's is it? Not Dennis Quaid. It's the other Quaid. No, Randy, Randy Quaid. Quaid. Randy Quaid's eldest son from Independence Day, and then he was also one of the um, little sidekick dudes from the Gone in 60 Seconds remake with Nicolas Cage. And, like, those are the only two movies I've ever seen this guy in. And he's not a good actor. So, I feel like it's very clear in this trailer. And I I don't know. I can't tell if I'm going to like it or not. I feel like it's almost too cheese-tastic. Like, there's a limit um, I'm going to like it a lot, I think. (laughs) I'll just say that right now. And I I I don't care for the 
and and like like monster effects work it, it depends on what you're doing i'm not 100 percent on the what they're doing there it's just like i mean like just to give people a visual it's kind of like just people body painted with like a vampirish or orcish but they mask need, like, really good like like face work like i guess the makeup work and stuff looks like it's pretty i mean when have you seen that last I don't know. Yeah, right. You can't even remember because like nobody's doing that anymore. And that's, I feel like these two movies are doing things that like are cycling back things that haven't been done in a while, which always makes me kind of interested. Right. Anyway, we can, yeah, it looks yeah. like it could be really bad. I agree. Like, but I think it would be really interesting or fun. It could either be interesting because of the concept or fun because it's just dumb. Yeah. And that's that's what Ifrit thinks. <laughs> uh, the last trailer that's we what have, everybody's here for I really want to talk about this this movie so I want to make sure we yes. don't spend too much time on this because I at least want to get through our first movie but uh, What Lies Below is a movie about a mom and her daughter who go meet her uh, the mom's new boyfriend at a cabin in the woods by a lake nothing bad could happen there right but no. then the daughter starts seeing strange things happening with the boyfriend and then things go crazy because the trailer starts to break apart again because it's kind of a weird trailer but uh, there's a, like, you can't, so, like, because, again, in this trailer, they're like, oh, they're just meeting boyfriend, what's going on, nobody cares, and then all of a sudden, it's like, but he's researching things in the lake, and there's a giant, like, thing in the lake causing him to walk into it, and you're like, whoa, what just happened? Like, left field and right field, switch. Yeah, yeah, it, you're not, um, and, I mean, obviously, you're not supposed to be knowing, know what's going on, and I have a feeling when you're watching the movie, you're not going to know fully what's going on for <laughs> yeah. a while. Um, and, uh, it, but it, it definitely has this, it, it looks like it's going to have like one of those gradual builds where it's like, I don't like this guy to, be, um, you know, to begin with cause he's dating my mom. And then it's like, wait, I have legitimate reasons not to like this guy. And yeah. the mom of course is going to be yeah. like, it's going to be like, you just don't like him cause he's my boyfriend and not your dad. And it's going to, you know, escalate from there. And then you're going to find out, you know, all the legitimate terribleness that this guy is. And like, uh, Ephra and I are already speculating on like, what it is like what's going on um i i think my first thought was like kind of a lovecraftian route um or some kind of like parasite route and if it's going the alien route yep um and uh, i think he, like that... walks in the lake into a giant light and i'm like if there's not like a spaceship hidden under the water like why is there is it just an artsy you know it's bioluminescence okay Ifrit. come on all right it's eels eels up inside you well, he did. There were, there were kind of like little right. eel lampreys in the trailer, so. Yeah, but I mean, I'll watch it. I mean, all these three movies I'm going to see because I think they're interesting and they look cool and there's nothing else to do, so. Now, you you made a joke about this while you were watching the trailer, um, but what if it is the uh, the Brightburn version of Aquaman? I made that joke? Because I don't remember. No, you made, you made an Aquaman joke. Oh. And I was making, I was just adding to it. I was like, wait, what if it is Brightburn? Then I'd Aquaman? probably be more interested in it than it was in Brightburn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Brightburn. That movie you did not describe in a way that made me ever want to see it. Nor have I seen it to this day. <laughs> but the last, like, you know, the little stinger at the end is hilarious. With uh, yeah. Rooker. 
I don't care. Okay, <laughs> yeah, a little news report. <laughs> let's talk for the last few minutes here about the Wolf of Snow Hollow and uh, what is surely going to be a gigantic debate that will definitely not last like five minutes between Fred and I on this film. Uh, well, we'll see. I don't know if I have the energy to fight you. <laughs> I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to present my points and maybe get a little bit emotional about it. And then, okay, I will start. So, Wolf of Snow Hollow and then I'll cry. is about... <laughs> Good. Is about... Um, <laughs> It is about a rash of killings in a small town called Snow Hollow and the people around them that are interacting with the killings. It's mainly the main police officer who's investigating them, trying to use it as a way to get the police department respected again after his father, who'd been there for a while, is kind of losing respect of the people. It's kind of a general gist of it. And the uh, attacks, obviously, look like they were, they're being done by a werewolf, hence Wolf of Snow Hollow. So... You know, it's kind of got that supernatural tinge to it, but it's also kind of like a drama about a guy and his family in his town. That's fair. Is that a fair assessment without being too critical? Like, that's kind of what it's about, right? I think so. Dark dramedy. Yeah. Um, uh, comedy. Yeah, yeah, I'd say like comedy some... is like one of those things that, in this case, is purely subjective uh, about the movie itself. But yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that you're... I think we are following... Um, I mean, other than one point. Uh, which I don't know if we want to get into. You're just going like to say cinematography, spoiler. but I don't understand cinematography enough to know if it's No, I wasn't going to say okay. cinematography. No. Okay, um, cool. <laughs> that... <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. wait. Um, I do did... you think that's a good description of the movie? Yeah, I think that's okay, pretty okay. good. Okay, let me give my points yeah. of, of contention with this film. And I'll try to be very succinct. That way you have enough time to either counter them or say why they shouldn't matter. One, the acting is good, but it's not good from the character who's acting the most which is the director and writer and assumingly producer and lead of this movie, Jim Cummings, right? Yes. Uh, if, which, okay, so that's one thing. Like, the acting, uh, the writing wasn't too bad, uh, I don't think. The acting was bad from Jim, but pretty much good from everybody else because you want to see, like, uh, Ricky and all the other people around him act more, but they never get to because it's not about them, right? Which also feeds into the second point, which is it just feels like a pet project for Jim Cummings. So it's like all of his friends got together and were like, we'll help you make this movie. And then they like were like, oh, snap, Like this isn't going to be that good. Maybe we'll just let you finish it on your own. Because um, he's really inconsistent about his character. Um, and when it's comedy, it's hard to tell. And when it's good acting, it's too hard to tell that it was good acting and not just him being stupid. Anyway, um, that aside, like there's some pretty cool, interesting things that happen. There's good gore, right? Um, I think there's when there's practical effects, there's good practical effects. Uh, but the ending of the movie infuriated me. Um, Spoilers. I'm not going to say it. Uh, I'm not going to say it. Okay. It infuriated okay. me. I, I won't spoil it for you, and I will be, do my best to not say anything else in this conversation that will spoil it for you, but um, it, it did not <laughs> make watching the rest of the movie worth watching for me. Although I will say that the emotional journey through the movie was not bad and the discovery of the things that are happening like uncovering the clues in the detective part of it was kind of interesting but like also inconsistent okay that's all i have okay so <laughs> uh so firstly um i agree on from the acting perspective okay wait so i want to start with this so i skimmed through some reviews from uh from other people um, and the general consensus that I was getting was people either, 
Um, I mean, like, this is, I hate, the, you know, I've started to really hate this saying, like, either people loved it or hated it. It's like, well, well yeah, I mean, those are generally the two sentiments that people fall on. That's the spectrum. But the, but the reason why was around the same thing, which I thought was interesting. So people either liked it or hated it based on the quirkiness of it. Okay. And I think it came down to the perspective of whether or not people thought it was on purpose or a lack of skill. And, and one of the things to add to that lack of skill that I forgot to mention, I'm sorry, was some of the scenes felt way too artistic, like it follows, but plus level artistic, like he was trying to do something with the, with the shots or the art and stuff like that, or just emotion, that it was like, it could have been there, but it was totally out of, out of left field and random, and like, that's what made the quirkiness really hard to follow, because like, I couldn't tell if it was making fun of itself or other movies of the ilk, or if it was just doing it badly. So, yeah, to your point. Well, if I can get to my points now. Yeah, sorry, I, 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 that was what I meant to say in lieu of the second point, but I forgot about it. I, so. I, I didn't interrupt your I, your, okay, your two minutes of the debate, right Trump. Now, we're at 30 minutes, Donald so you Trump. Can say your points. Okay. Um. So. Uh, but, uh, okay. So. <laughs> um. Oh, great! Now I'm done. So the like, I mean, I I did think that there were some really cool shots, uh, like the way that he did it. Um, I do agree that I do agree with you. Like that, there were some shots where I was like, "Why? Why are we sitting on this person's face on a very close-up angle, way longer than we should?" I had to watch the uh, scene where like, the dad was declared dead like four times to get that his dad was dead, and I was like, "Oh, that's what they're trying to say." Like, okay, get it. I'm not gonna bite with you on that one. I thought that that was well done, but they, I, I, you I, thought that was I, well I thought done? that I liked the. Yes, I liked the subtlety of it. The dad, the dad was in bed next to the dog. I guess I didn't catch that. that <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I looked away um, for a second and then I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I mean, like, there, I, I liked that shot. There were a couple of, I mean, like, they're sporadic. The shots that I really liked, mm -hmm. but I did really like them. Um, I liked a lot of the horror shots. Um, and it's, like, I liked the, the, the uh, werewolf at the end, where like you see his full like height. And yes. before he runs off, I'm like, oh, that was a cool shot too, because it's done through like a sliding glass door. I actually could tell that that was a good shot, so I hope that that was actually one you're, you liked, because <laughs> I thought that was yeah, really cool. yeah. Okay. There, there are quite a few. Um, I, I, I'm not giving it away, uh, but like one of the reveal shots at the end, I liked the camera panning up mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, with with the way that that was, you know, that big reveal. Um, and it, even though I know that. <laughs> And even though I know you hated the ending, I'm sure you could probably objectively appreciate that out of context. Yeah, I um, think that there was some cool stuff done at the ending, um, but I don't think that it's worth watching this movie again to show to other people. I would suggest it to other people to watch once, but I wouldn't watch this movie again. That's fair. And I, I think that... Um, but anyways, like I, th I feel like the big point, which I think that... Uh, like, where, where we... Um, where I'm not even fully decided on this... Uh, but, like, I feel like the quirkiness of it, um, you fall kind of in the category of, like, Confused. I don't think this guy's just very skilled. Yeah. Like, I, I don't, like, I don't think, he, like, and I agree with you on the acting. Like, I, I, I want to believe he's doing it on purpose because he has a history of filmmaking in his background that surely he wouldn't put himself in the lead role if he didn't think he could handle it. So yeah. that's what makes, there's yeah. a part of me that thinks that, like, maybe he did it on purpose. But... There are quite a few scenes where I can't help but feel like this just feels like bad product, like from from a lead actor. Like it's just not good. Yeah. And 
and and like I can't tell if it's just because he's he thinks he's giving this like Will Ferrell esque delivery of just like, like I'm going to scream loudly to make you laugh. Like at the like, beginning, where he's tell. talking about like um like himself, right? You don't know who he is yet, but he's at that like AA meeting or whatever. Like yeah. that was the like most terribly delivered scene I've ever seen in my life. It's it you no, know, I like I, I'm with you on yeah. that, and I feel like in the entire it like, but like I think that where a lot of people are landing is and maybe it's because we haven't seen his other movies maybe this is yeah, like some true. kind of style that he does but uh but we you know honestly if we may never know because this is his only foray into horror and i don't feel like sitting through yeah, a movie exactly. that's not in the horror genre that's filmed like that like the so, what's that movie the dead don't die like jim jaramouche or whatever i'm like i, watched oh, that I didn't movie watch that i was like I okay that. i don't sucked. like this guy's style i'll never have to watch another one of these movies but like yeah to, there you to go your point like the uh, I feel like I I could have given that the benefit. I, the only one of the main reasons that I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt is because it feels like a pet project. It feels like something you designed and only let your friends test, and then you put it on the open, and you didn't really let anybody give any feedback on it. Besides, like, you know, if you're writing, directing, and starring in this movie, like, it feels like maybe you should have let somebody else direct it in order to kind of counter the quirkiness that you do. Like, what? And so that's why I can't, it's how I'm having trouble giving it the quirkiness, the benefit of the doubt, you know, because yeah. it's just like yeah, that's got fair. his fingers in every part of it. I, I feel like there are, there, there are enough um, shots and moments in the film that I thought that were genuinely funny, genuinely intense and genuinely dramatic that yeah. you, that you could say that he knows that he at least knows what he's doing, but that doesn't mean that he's consistent yeah. in his execution and and so like i feel like i could see somebody like i feel like you can fall on completely complete opposite sides of the spectrum and both be legitimate in your assessment of it so i i totally see where you're coming from what nothing Uh, i don't want to get into that conversation of that being okay with any movie but um oh i don't agree i don't think it would be okay with every movie i do i think that this because oh no Oh, you're saying that like that that somebody could consider a movie good and somebody could consider a movie bad. Both be justified, yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah, no, one hundred percent, I agree with you. All right, we don't even get into that. I guess what I was gonna say is that it's definitely not the werewolf movie you're expecting, but it's yes. a werewolf movie that's worth watching once. Yes. Final. Just to say you experienced it, because it is it, good, bad, or indifferent. It is a very different movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different. Yeah. <laughs> There's another one we didn't get to talk about today that is just different that you shouldn't watch. Uh, spoiler, what is the name of it? It's Little Joe. Little Joe? Yeah. Do, do, okay, it it technically may be classified as horror or thriller, but I will tell you now it is one of the most mild, subtle, undertoned thriller horror movies ever. It is, I mean, even to call it atmospheric feels like it's an overstatement. So just prepare yourself for that. It's, it's, is, is that enough that we can mark with... it off our list and never talk about it again? Yeah, that's fine. It's <laughs> it's basically the Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but instead of aliens, it's a flower. There you go. Just saved you a ton. Of, I saved you an hour and a half. Boom. Sigling if it's saving the day. Well, well thanks for listening, everybody. Um, let us know your thoughts on Wolf of Snow Hollow are. See if you, did you like it, did you hate it. Uh, and let us know how you feel about the trailers. Uh, play Phantasmophobia and get excited for The Lair. Yes, very much so. I'm already excited. See you next time. See ya.